When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago. But those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You guys will be happy to know that Celebrity Big Brother is coming to an end and I can get back to this podcast full time. You know, I've had to kind of split my attention between a few podcasts, but look, I'm coming back. I'm bigger than ever. I got this episode for y'all today and it's a jammed pack one. Not only are we talking Marvel, we're talking DC too. And I've got not one, but two special guests with me today. Two people that I absolutely love kicking the shit with about all things. You know what? I'm not talking anymore. Let's hurry up and get into the episode. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. What's up, you guys? I have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. I'm super excited about it. Me and my first guest, we I feel like we should have talked like two years ago almost. I can't believe it's been that long since 
all these pandemic podcasts. I don't even know if you're a pandemic podcast, but I'm going to ask you about that. We're, don't worry. We're going we're gonna to run the full. We're going to do it all. We're going to talk about everything. Uh, I've got Pat Whalen with me from yet another MCU podcast as a part of Forgotten Entertainment. Pat, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh boy, I am. Oh, I'm. I'm everything. I don't know what I am. I never know what I am anymore. But who gives a damn, right? I think that's the. Let's, I think that's how we all feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I always. So when people come on, I always like to do a wellness check because the past two years have been insane. I don't know what the hell they've been. How have you been over the past two years? What's been going on? I know you. The the podcast came out of all this madness. So. I mean, that's a, a blessing right there. Great download numbers for you and everything. So what's yeah. been going on? Uh, honestly, I want to say, like, I, I feel bad saying this, but I kind of came through the, the pandemic feeling a little bit better. Uh, I know that's kind of an outlier, and I feel bad putting that yeah. out there because, you know, I feel like I, I came out okay. Uh, thankfully, uh-huh. everybody that I know is is happy and healthy, and nobody's had a any real major issues um, with it. Obviously, we got... A little bored sitting inside but for the most part we're we're mentally and, and physically well so um you know i i we're, we are lucky from that respect so i i want to say i came out of the, the pandemic you know not necessarily better but okay um yeah so but from a podcast standpoint yeah so we were planning yet another mcu podcast uh my my partner my co-host mike field and i prior to the pandemic and the pandemic actually slowed us down uh, from when we initially oh. thought we were going to start recording, which worked in our favor because it gave us a little bit more time to, you know, come up with some marketing things and do some, mm-hmm. you know, find some sponsors where we did the, um, the, what are you reading or recommended reading segment where we filmed it in a local comic shop. So, you know, mm-hmm. gave us a little bit more time to um, make the content better. So it's um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how I'm doing, how we're feeling. There you go. You made COVID your bitch. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I, you know what? COVID could have been a lot worse for me. We, my like whole family, caught it at the same time. Like we mm-hmm. tried to spend Christmas together, 2020, and then we all got it because someone came and was uh, well, didn't know they were sick, but literally the next day started feeling the worst they ever felt in life, and so we all caught it. But I mean, even COVID could have been a lot worse. I wasn't, you know, I had a headache that I couldn't shake for two weeks, but after that, yeah. I was completely fine. And I haven't caught it again. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Thanks. Jesus Christ. I'm trying not to get it again. I'm avoiding everything. Boosters, regular shots, whatever the hell I'm, I'm doing it all. So, I mean, Good. you know, nothing wrong with being unscathed by COVID. I was the, I didn't plan mine before COVID. I was literally like, I've been, feel like I've been planning it for like, I don't know because I've always been a podcast listener, but mm-hmm. I uh, as soon as like COVID hit, I was like, okay, I don't know how safe like my job is going to be because they had like I work in the hospitality industry, like for okay. a corporate. Uh, it's, ha- it's so hard to describe because when I say hospitality, people think I work yeah. at a hotel and I don't, but I work in the hospitality industry at a corporate office and they laid off so many people and I just so happened to like not be in that scale, so I'm like, okay. Um, I need to like plan something else. And mm-hmm. for some odd reason, I planned a podcast. I don't know how to put it worked <laughs> out, but you know, as if I was going to be a millionaire, like the crime junkies or Joe Rogan when a couple of days. So I don't know. I'd take you over Joe Rogan any day. There we go. I like that. <laughs> what, um, okay. One of the things that, uh, 
I love is that you, even though, you know, you don't know crap about the housewives or reality TV, really, you still give me a courtesy like anyway. People like me appreciate that. I need to know, like, you know, I, I, you know, you know, my Instagram account, I rant about the most ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff as the, I, a lot of it. I feel like it's outside of my age bracket. Like I shouldn't be watching euphoria, but it's my favorite thing in the world. But here we are. What, what do you watch like on TV outside of Marvel or do you not, are you not a big TV person? No, I'm, I'm a big TV person. I just don't watch a lot of new stuff. So, um, mm. oddly enough, like we, uh, so one of the good things that happened, my girlfriend moved in during the pandemic. Uh, so we okay. watched a lot of shows together. Again, how we, we came out somewhat unscathed and we didn't kill each other. So I think that's a positive. There you, uh, there you go. Uh, but Man. we just finished Shit's Creek, which is hysterical. It's yes. such a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Justified during the pandemic, The West Wing during okay. the pandemic. Um, I'm a well, big fan of the, the classic. Shield. <laughs> we are yeah yeah we'll go back right now we're watching okay. cheers okay <laughs> uh, yeah so like in terms of new shows not a ton uh billions is probably one of the newer ones that we watch mm. um trying to think there was oh the witcher love the witcher uh loved okay. wheel of time um yeah and like a couple other ones like the shield i'll watch whenever i get a moment um love that show and then I try to like, I'll fill in some anime in the back too. So I'm working through a fairy tale right now. Okay. Uh, all 300 episodes or whatever it is. So we'll get cool. to that, you know, we'll get through there. But <laughs> that's, yeah, we got a lot, but nothing like, not a lot of pressing ones. You just kind of pick them up when we can. Nice. That's the way it should be though. I, I'm yeah. one of those people, like I, I'm always watching everything on TV. So I'm, I'm always kind of stressed out because I fall behind on stuff too yeah. and then anime i always like love getting recommendations from people but then they tell me how many seasons and how long it's been out and then i'm like <laughs> oh because i'm really like i'm a mini series person like i love like a good eight episodes and then i'm done mm-hmm. like i don't have to worry about it ever again in life but i'm i'm becoming a little short on attention like i've yeah. got a stuff that's like 10 seasons 20 episodes every season it's a little hard for me to get through now so i'm kind of yeah, if I don't start it, if I don't watch it like through a streamer and it's like, you know, 10 episodes maybe and then it doesn't come back until like three years later, I'm probably not going to watch it. But yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to watch everything. What do you what you go to right now? Oh, I'm so when whenever Euphoria is on, I'm always a Euphoria. I, I love I just think it's uh, like even like I know people like, you know, trivialize it like it's uh, over six and uh glorifying drugs which i don't know i i would never watch euphoria and want to fucking do drugs but that's not that you know that's just me but i i love like i think it's one of the best shot best like storytelling like i i think it's one of the best shows on tv so i love euphoria uh what the hell else am i watching right i feel like i have days where i'm watching you know most of my life is reality tv but outside of reality tv um i really watch anything that comes on hbo and then I like watch all of the, you know, the new stuff that comes out like on Netflix and yeah. Hulu and stuff. So like I, I just finished Inventing Anna, which I, th- I, I was on the other side. I thought it was pretty good. Like I was, I was obsessed with the story back when it was breaking about the yeah. heiress who was like scamming the hell out of everybody. And I was impressed. So I was, uh, you know, I've always related to a villain. I've always been more of a Joker <laughs> fan than the Batman. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I liked it. So I'm always watching like stuff like that. Anything that's like, okay 
that people are probably talking about at the water cooler. I always feel like I'm going to miss out on a moment. So yeah, I always Fair. just yeah, watch. Yeah. yeah, crap that probably I don't even really care about. But oh well. <laughs> we did. We I take it back. We're on on the new stuff. We're two episodes into inventing Anna, and like it. I like it. Okay. So far. Yeah. Okay. I think Julia Gardner's been... fantastic. Oh, she's one of the like the new generation's best actresses, yeah. hands down. Like I'm, I'm a huge. That's what I love too. I finished Ozark like probably the second day that like the new season was released, and I'm yeah. like patiently waiting for the second half right now. I don't know what the hell is gonna happen, but I'm. Do you think? Okay, are you an Ozark fan? I haven't watched. I, so I knew her from The Americans, where she Ooh. popped up in like season three and four, I think. Uh-huh. And she was okay. just like, she has a minor role, but every scene she's in, it's it's electric with Matthew Reese, who plays one of the main characters. Uh-huh. And I've been wanting to get to Ozark, but it was, you know, one of those where it's like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But I think we got to like, once we finish Anna, we got to sit down and watch Ozark. Oh, you got to. It's hands down, probably one of my, like, I put, I put that up there on Netflix like I love Narcos, like mm-hmm. Ozark and Narcos are probably like top tier Netflix watching for me. So I, yeah, after inventing Anna, inventing Anna is a ride because you just can't believe that like people are that stupid. But then once you do it, you got to go to Ozark because it always feels like your life is in jeopardy. And you as a fan, right. your life is in jeopardy watching it. So I, oh, I just love it. Yeah. Check it out. That'll be, you should, watch, you should start that immediately after after we finish recording Captain Vin- yes exactly <laughs> start it now you'll have a whole new appreciation for Julia because she's okay. amazing on that show every Emmy she's gotten is very deserved cool uh, well so I got Pat here because if you don't know Pat runs both uh, he has a podcast all around the MCU and he has an Instagram account and I love Pat's takes about everything I'm one of those people <laughs> I kind of like, I'm just so happy to, like, to always get content that like, I don't really like, I'm I'm not as hard as I should be on a lot of stuff, like whether it's Marvel, DC, I don't know, unless it's a reality TV, then I will wear their asses out all day. But for some reason, like scripted stuff and Marvel and everything, I'm not that hard on people, you know, I'm just so happy and, you know, I don't know, but I love, like Pat always gives his like honest takes about everything whether it's his favorite character or whatever it is he'll tell you if it's trash or whether it's one of the best things they've done regardless so i had to get him here we got to do a little bit of mcu chat y'all have been telling me that i haven't been doing enough marvel stuff and i honestly between like the shows that like are on and the movies and stuff there's nothing out so i just feel like i'm like what am i grabbing i don't want to do just a random ass you know you know attention grabbing episode so i figured we can talk about some stuff you're Absolutely. uh i consider you an expert there we go we're, thank we're, you who you know who needs uh well i don't want to i don't want to bash any future <laughs> advertisement but let's not do that but <laughs> yeah i feel like you're it's, it's the best expert that you know we can have here let's talk first about that dr strange trailer first of all were you watching the super bowl and if so did you see the trailer then and i need to know like you know how much how much hype was there for you? Like, did you pause the Super Bowl and then go run and watch the full trailer online, or did you wait till it was over? Like, what'd you do? So I missed it because you messaged me afterwards saying, "Did you see the oh, Doctor Strange right. trailer?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Wait, what?" Um, and I missed <laughs> it completely because we were having company over the Super Bowl, so my mind was just focused on like company for the first time in like two years. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "We got to get everything set. Let's clean the house." And then I we watched the Super Bowl. It was a good game. 
Um, I was pulling for the Bengals, um, but it just, it didn't happen for him. And then I get the message on Instagram at like 11 o'clock or something. It's like, did you see the trailer? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, hang on. (laughs) So like I went and like watched it on my phone and then I was like, okay, next day I I turn it on, you know, I got YouTube on the TV. So I just turn it on there to get like the bigger picture of it. But, uh, Uh no, I just, I completely blanked on it just because of what was going on with the Super Bowl and guests over and stuff that was like. Oh, this is normal life where I can't like, I'm not right. rushing. I can't pause this, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" Right. So. I, I literally, if y'all ever, you know, when y'all catch me in a bad mood on Instagram, you know, when I'm ranting and raving the stories, most likely I've got company. I hate when people come over, and I know that sounds crazy. I like to go to people's house and be catered to. I hate people coming over here because then I've got to stop what I'm watching, and I got to make sure you, you know, you, oh, do you want something to drink? Like, who cares? I don't, I don't yeah. care about any of that. But I have to pretend to care for the two or three hours that you're here. So. I hate that, but I was rooting for the Rams, just FYI. So I was pretty happy during the Super Bowl. I don't even really know why. I just feel like I got, you know, I really wanted Cooper Cup to get it. I love Aaron Donald. So why not? Yeah, there was no bad. I have friends that like were big Cincinnati fans. So I was kind of pulling for them, but there was no bad. I don't think there was a bad choice in that one. Oh, we're, we're opposite in that regard because I have a ton of, I lived in Indianapolis for a while. And all of them obviously are Colts fans and that made me hate the Colts. So I just like, because they, you know, obviously I was there during the the Peyton era. So, you know, you can't shut people enough about, you know, shut people up enough about Peyton Manning. So I'm the exact opposite. Whenever I find out someone's rooting for someone, I usually take the the opposite pick. I'm just, I guess an asshole like that. (laughs) But (laughs) what, uh, so give me your thoughts about the trailer. What'd you think? Are you, did it hype you up for the movie or excitement level still about the same? Uh, it hyped me up. I thought it was a great trailer. I thought it was composed really well. And I think that's um, an art and a skill in itself. And mm-hmm. like getting a trailer that can do that from, you know, once like that kind of wore off though, I just took a step back and I'm still a little like even keel for it because it seems like they're throwing in a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. they threw in a lot of stuff for Spider-Man No Way Home and it worked tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I do worry though that they're you know trying to throw them throw a bunch of stuff into the Doctor Strange movie. I had heard rumors on the reshoots that they're trying to because of WandaVision, Wanda was set up to be a little bit more of a antagonist, and instead they want to make her more sympathetic. So you got to mm-hmm. go back and like make that jive with the story. So I'm waiting to see how it plays out in theaters. But I, I mean, with a well done trailer, it you know got me hyped up for a second. Then I do what I always do and overthink it. I'm like, oh, but this, this, and this. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, no, hang on. Um, so I'm going to try to avoid maybe, you know, I'll see the next one and then avoid any of the TV spots and stuff and try to go in as, as clean as possible. There you go. I yeah. literally, so one of the things that you just said, Wanda being an antagonist, that's, uh, Scarlet Witch is one of my, you know, I, I love uh, the Scarlet Witch, Magneto, Quicksilver in comics. And mm-hmm. so Scarlet Witch has always been one of my favorites. So since she's been in the MCU, you know, she kind of came in as an antagonist. So I was like hoping they'd get back to that route one day. Cause I'm like, you've got one of the most OP characters in comics. Yeah. Why not, you know, just make her fuck shit up it, it, in every universe that we've got. So I'm excited about that. I've just, mm-hmm. but I, I do have the same kind of hesitations you do because now, okay. I'm gonna let you in on the secret that I don't, I try not to say out loud to other Marvel fans too often because I feel like I'll get, beat the hell up mm-hmm. but 
Loki last year was probably my least favorite project, which I know is kind of like controversial, but I was not a, I felt not, not that the show wasn't done well. Like it was a, you know, it was a Mm -hmm. well done, well, great acted. I mean, the cast was fantastic, but I felt like that was the turning point when the MCU got a little too convoluted for me. Like now I got to know what the hell, uh, you know, we we're learning about variants and multiverses and yep. well, what happens when something branches off and oh, this is all the sacred timeline. It was a lot to try to learn in six episodes. And I feel like yes. it was a bit, you know, I, I don't know. It just made me worried for the future of the MCU. So I try to say that a lot and yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm in almost complete agreement with you. I thought and I, I tweeted out this this hot take immediately after the finale. I was like, oh, this is a great pre <laughs> prologue to Ant-Man 3, but where's the Loki finale? Um and that's how yeah. I felt with like Loki was very well done. I mean, Tom Hiddleston killed it and he was fantastic and and I can't remember her name, but the woman that played Sylvie uh was absolutely crushed mm-hmm. it too. But then you get deeper and deeper into it and it's just like what are we doing? Like how many, like comics are convoluted enough. Like it's hard to get into comic books. (laughs) It's hard to get into like what version of Batman am I reading? What version of Spider-Man am I reading? Uh And to kind of bring in a lot of that into the, the MCU, you're going to start alienating some folks. Um, And I think that's, you know, Loki wasn't my least favorite, but if I were to rank them on the live action ones, it was probably WandaVision first. Hawkeye, Loki, and then um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And Mm -hmm. Falcon's there only because I had such high hopes for it because I love the two guys. Mm. I love the Mm -hmm. two characters. And I just, I feel like that was a victim of the pandemic where they had to, they had to cut out some storylines and stuff. It was a lot of showing or telling and not showing. And it was just like exposition dump after exposition dump where mm-hmm. I just wanted to like that show so much and I had such high hopes and it just didn't, it didn't, maybe I went in with too high hopes and that's why I'm trying to temper myself. But yeah, I'm with you on Loki. Like Loki just got way too, like at the end, I was just like, what are we talking about? And I know yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Just, I, yeah. People were like coming to me, asking me questions, like in the DMs and everything like, oh, well, what does this mean? How are you doing this? And what does this mean for, I'm like, I don't, freaking I don't, I don't know like i i'm just like i'm waiting for all the other movies like y'all because i don't know yeah. what you know especially marvel has a tendency like now they can just kind of go back and you know tweak or edit a little something in the background or something and yeah. then forward later and then we're you know we're supposed to pick up something that we never would have so right. i don't know what to take from it but i mean it would do you think that someone from like the TVA or from Loki is going to pop up in Doctor Strange like I'm thinking that would make sense right or does it not make any sense I don't even know like I think I wonder if this is going to be the first movie where you need to have seen all the TV shows so you're obviously going to have to see WandaVision mm. like are you going to have to have seen Loki too um or like is there enough information within Doctor Strange too where he's just like Wanda you took over a whole town like we get like, is there some like news clip or something that just very quickly summarizes some of the actions of WandaVision without you having to uh. have seen the show, but seeing the show makes it better, makes the experience better. And, and the same thing with Loki, like, are they going to pop in a couple TVA guys? And you're just like, like, if, if you're just like some random person off the street, like, like who the hell, who are you guys? Like, you know, right. but, or are they going to give us enough detail to fill in the world? And then now we're talking like, 
that's a lot of detail for WandaVision. Then that's a lot of detail for the TVA. And then, and then you have to still get through the storyline, which, you know, Doctor Strange has to pick up from Doctor Strange 1, which was, what, eight years ago now? By the time this movie yeah. comes out, where it's like, you know, they set up the Benjamin Bratt character. They set up Baron Mordo. They set up, um, you know, and like Christine Palmer is back in this one. So they have like so many of these story threads and they got to like tie it into the two shows where it's just like, whoa, that's going to yeah. be a lot. So I wonder if, yeah, if it, maybe a TV guy, TVA guy shows up, maybe a TVA guy shows up in the post credits to make it like make the content of the, the two and a half hour long movie a little bit more seamless and then that's the nice little teaser for for the crowd that stays there you go i i actually i was gonna say i wonder if it'll probably be in a post-credit or a mid-credit yeah. scene because nowadays that seems to be more so for the diehard fans as opposed mm -hmm. to just like the casual because i you know i have friends that are like do i need to stay until the lights come on i'm like yeah you do but you know obviously they don't give a damn about what shows and what heroes are right. coming next they're just gonna you know buy the tickets and go watch it anyway so i'm wondering if you know that'll be a, a little payoff for everyone that <laughs> i don't want to say everyone that sat through loki but everyone that watched you know <laughs> loki and possibly you know enjoyed it i do have yeah. i know people that you know loved it so and you know are just such big tom hiddleston fans out there that they're not yeah. gonna say no i mean i, I want more Hunter B-15. I'm such a big, uh, oh shit. What? I, I can never think of the name of the show whenever I talk about it. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes. I'm such a big Lovecraft yeah. Country fan, but, uh, I, I want all Hunter B-15 that I can get. So I'll take it. Who knows? Maybe, you, maybe Disney Plus will announce a spinoff show. Just Hunter B-15. There we go. I'll take it. <laughs> Let season two of Loki be a little, uh, a little payoff for yeah. me as a fan. <laughs> me only. <laughs> Do you um so this trailer it seems to obviously the big thing that we got was that uh that Professor X kind of voiceover or we didn't see his face but we saw his mm -hmm. you know so I'm still skeptical I don't know what's going to happen but you know who who knows do you think the mutants are finally coming to the MCU and do you think we'll get cuz I'm I'm I might be in a minority but I'm rooting i'm always in a minority i'm black at a uh, but <laughs> i might be in a minority that i actually i'm hoping for an all-new x-men team i don't want the ones from the like i you know i loved obviously mm -hmm. you know i was younger i loved the movies yep. and i still rewatch them uh from time to time anyway but i'm kind of hoping you know the my biggest gripe with the fox movies was that it always felt like wolverine and the x-men yes and so me as a you know the x-men have always been my favorite from the cartoon to comics to everything i've always just loved the x-men storm mm -hmm. obviously i love storm and cyclops they've always been like two of my favorite yeah. characters but i feel like you can't really get to know them in movies they didn't have much impact or those those bigger scenes because we were always kind of focused on wolverine and then what next solo movie he'll have so yeah i'm kind of hoping for an all-new thing and then there was a rumor that came out saying that we we're going to get a preview maybe of a new Wolverine in Doctor Strange. So, I, you know, I, I take all that with a grain of salt, but what do you think about, Are you, do you think the mutants are finally coming or is it just another tease or what are you thinking? I I think they're definitely coming. I, I don't know if this is going to be like, the this may be the movie that sets us up, but it may still be three, four years down the road. They're definitely mm. coming. I mean, just from a financial aspect for Marvel and Disney, it's an easy moneymaker 
for them uh-huh. to say like you know you look at the stable of marvel characters especially female marvel characters which they've had a hard time with between the black widow yeah. movie you know i know people have had issues with captain marvel and brie larson you know the oh. x-men have fantastic <laughs> female characters with storm yes. rogue gene you know not even just uh-huh. like anybody domino is a cool character dazzler you know you just you just pick a uh-huh. name and they um they're awesome and they have the majority of these these you know tremendous female characters so like i think that's a well you 100 percent have to tap into and like uh-huh. i'm shouting out dazzler and domino and those are kind of on the lowest level of you know in terms right. of like the barrel of stuff but they, you know, that is 100% a well you have to tap into um, to use. And I'm, you know, listen, white guy from Connecticut here, but I'm also going to say I'm in the minority. Um, <laughs> that uh, I, I think they need to just re rehaul the entire team. Uh, rehaul the entire thing. Start yes. fresh. Start with the, you know, the original five. You know, Bobby, Gene, uh, Cyclops, Hank, and... Um, angel and just have professor x there and then kind of slowly get into the 80s x-men in the second movie add in colossus and storm and then Uh start tying storm into wakanda and black Panther. you know whatever happens with the black panther franchise um but i think they need to complete rehaul keep it simple to start like don't be afraid to go back give cyclops cyclops is a really cool character and cyclops like Mm. never got that James Marsden got the shaft in three straight movies. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I don't know if necessarily he was the best pick for it, but they wanted to have somebody who was a little less ineffectual when you're standing next to Hugh Jackman. And that's what they got with, you know, the guy yeah. from 27 dresses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you. I like, I want a complete overhaul. I think they need to just start fresh from the beginning and work your way up. And, you know, I think what's going to be hardest is professor X whether it's Patrick Stewart or even James McAvoy, those were incredible choices. Um, finding a third mm-hmm. person to then come in and play Charles Xavier is going to be the hardest part, but I think you could definitely fill out the rest of the team with some quality actors. You just said a lot there that uh, I did. that I agree <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah, you know, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, it makes me, I, so kind of like off on a, a little side note here, I'm wondering if... Um, how do you what are your hopes now for black panther wakanda forever because i'm i'm it's obviously probably the movie i'm most excited for this year simply mm-hmm. because i want to know what the hell y'all are gonna do with this movie and yeah. these characters that have been so you know people are so in love with these characters and now we're missing a huge element of it but i do think it can still like work really well especially with ryan cooler there yep. are you at all nervous about what this movie turns into or are you nervous that you know i don't know what what are your thoughts on wakanda forever i am absolutely nervous about wakanda forever um mm. first and foremost all the rumors about leticia wright um being a trouble on set uh, oh, you know, it, her body her choice you can make her call about the vaccine whatever she wants to do but i i know mm. there's been other issues in regards to um to that you know i think she, it's a tough position for her because I, you know, I wouldn't put her in the same category as a leading actor. And then it almost sounded like they were anointing her to the next position because of the hierarchy and the structure that they had essentially put in place in the first movie where uh-huh. the, you know, the next in line uh, in, in the bloodline gets it and then has to sort of fight for it. 
but it's basically theirs. And so that's the rules they've established for the universe. Um, you know, I would love to see more with, you know, one of my favorite parts in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was when the, the Dora Milaje showed up. I think, you know, they were great characters. Want to see more Okoye. I was going to uh, say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want to see more Okoye. I want to see more, like we said in the podcast when we were doing Black Panther, because we, we recorded shortly after um, Chadwick had passed away. Uh, we mm. said, you know, we'd love to see Winston Duke do more. You know, this is a guy that he is, he's the next generation of actor right there. And, you know, I think he could take that mantle, be a bulky costume. He's a big guy. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it'd be so cool to see him take that on. And even if nobody wears the Black Panther suit in this movie and they, you know, he takes it on at the end where like the whole movie is dealing with their, like, who's going to step up and be a leader and take this on. And they have to realize they have to come together as a community, as, as Wakanda and, and mm -hmm. you know, fight something instead of, uh, T'Challa just doing it individually I think um, you know I think that's a way to play it too but I would love to see Winston Duke take it on I think he would play well with the rest of the MCU I think he would fit in well with the cast of Shang-Chi with um, whatever they do for the X-Men with you know Falcon and Winter Soldier I think he would be my choice to take this on if they choose not to recast T'Challa you, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you uh, well first of all uh <laughs> my memory is so bad at all times like usually i i'm such a they call me like a reality tv historian that i like mm -hmm. just can like remember stuff from uh so long ago but random little facts just escape me so often and i could not remember winston duke's name for the life of me and you just <laughs> i was like literally over here like frantically like getting on google trying to find it and of course you just said it without yeah. hesitation so that's just me but it seems like the rumors are saying that he's got a much bigger part in this movie now. So our, it seems like that might actually come true. Maybe he's going to be, I don't know, maybe Shuri decides that she doesn't want to carry that heavy burden and maybe yeah. they have another ceremony and he's, you know, he's the one to carry it. I'm glad you said that about the Dora Milaje too, because I'm a huge Dora Milaje fan. And I think that uh, the women they've put forward so far have all mm -hmm. just been like fantastic characters. They were my favorite part of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier too. So, my, uh, I have a friend, my best friend that lives in Indianapolis. He actually said that he uh, wouldn't mind at all if they made like, you know, a Koya or someone, the new lead character, just like, you know, turn it over to yeah. So I'm, I'm, I feel like they can go a lot of directions with this movie, but it kind of scares me. I know that like, I don't, I hate all the rumors and leaks and like all that stuff. And, you know, it kind of stresses you out as a fan because you're like, oh God, I hate that. I don't want to see yep. this movie now, even though it's a totally foundless, baseless rumor, but I don't know. There's there's so much sw swirling around about all these movies, but I feel like I haven't heard that much about Wakanda Forever. Like what like they're actually saying about like you know who might take up the mantle or the like yeah. leaked plot or anything. Like you know, of course, the Namor rumors are always there. They've been there since of course, like, yeah. chapter one. But you know, but I you know I'm always I'm it's a little nerve wracking now because I feel like there's almost like a a certain way things are done that like you expect mm -hmm. a leak you expect photos you know you expect everything so i'm just kind of oh boy i don't know i'm a little nervous i'm a little nervous but i'm, I'm, I'm excited for it regardless yeah i'm i'm with it because you're right there hasn't been a lot of like dr strange we get leaks every week about what who's in it what the plot is same mm -hmm. thing with thor love and thunder that's coming out but like black panther it seems the only stories we're getting are 
Letitia Wright's hold up in London and doesn't is refusing to cooperate with the set. It's like, right. Okay, <laughs> that's her business. I know you guys are making a lot of money. I, I'm going to stop reading these articles because yeah. you're not telling me anything new. Exactly. I feel bad for her too, because I know people will probably hate me for saying it, but I feel bad for her because she's always like putting out statements, like denying this stuff. And then I'm wondering like, what well, does someone on set just hate you? Or are you actually just doing all these things? I don't yeah. know. So I'm just gonna stay out of your business. How about that? <laughs> uh, last thing about Dr. Strange. Do you think Tom Cruise is in this movie? <laughs> no, I don't think Tom Cruise is in this movie. No, I don't either. You, I, you know, no, I don't think so. I, Oh boy, if he pops up, I have to really eat crow. But I, I don't think that he's in this movie at all. I know they're trying to say that that person fighting Wanda in uh, the trailer was mm-hmm. Tom Cruise somehow. It looks like a, a black man to me. I don't know, but I'm thinking it's like a, a Kang variant or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think Tom Cruise. I feel like this movie is probably expensive enough without you having to go and add Tom Cruise to the mix. Yeah. So he wants know. to do his own thing he wants to be in space he wants to film mission impossible movies yeah. <laughs> like unless you i don't see him wanting to take on robert downey jr's iron man character because it's always going to be a comparison between the two and uh-huh. you know he has enough likability problems as already uh yeah. you know and robert downey jr is seen as very likable and you know to have him compare himself to to RDJ, I just don't see Tom Cruise making that move. Like that's a bad career move for him. Yeah, I I, I feel bad for anybody that's gonna take on like either the, you know, I mean, you know, we're we're only in phase four of probably mm-hmm. who God who knows fifty. <laughs> so yeah, right. I mean, at some point they're probably gonna have to, you know, restart this and all like that. And I just feel bad for anybody that's gonna take on like the cap role, the Iron Man mm-hmm. role, any of these roles that are, you know, so so ingrained in fans' minds now that they're not going to give these people a chance. So I don't know. They yep. ha- they might have to do it literally 50 years later when yeah. all of us have, <laughs> I don't want to say died out, but <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't expect to, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, before we get into like our, uh, our 2022 and our 2021 chat, I wanted to give you kind of like the floor I know that uh, Moonlight is one of your favorite characters. I know you're like, you know, really excited for the show. I want you to kind of give people a chance because from what my listeners and followers have been telling me, they know nothing of the character. Mm -hmm. And so they're, you know, which is understandable. You know, there hasn't been a lot of like Moonlight unless you actually read the comics. So, you know, what do you want people to either know like about the character or what they th- what you think they should expect you know a darker show or you know yeah. mental health like what do you think people should know before they get ready to watch the show all of those things um to start <laughs> moon knight is like real quick background and i think in some spaces he's a mercenary other spaces he's an archaeologist where he you know gets involved in this egyptian you know religious type um uh superpowers that he that he ends up taking on um he's weird like it's they, they were taking this kind of like egyptian religion and then thrown in with batman with some indiana jones in there and it's like but then when you dive into the stories itself it's that same kind of trippiness of like the steve ditko question or or uh yeah the, mm-hmm. uh, the question and, you know, some of those other things where it's just, it's trippy. It's very deep. And like some of the comics that have come out 
you got to read them a couple times. So don't, you know, be, be pushed away by the first episode if it's, if it's deep and it's dark. I think this is going to be a show that's going to have some rewatchability. And I'm not talking like, like YouTubers going on and like picking every Easter egg rewatchability. I think like there's going to be more <laughs> meaning from each watch is like, oh, I missed that. Or like something almost akin to like Shutter Island or, um, you know, some oh. other type those dark creepy mysteries where then when you go back and see it and you know what happens like true detective or something you could pick out the you know the the pathway the threads that led you there um you know i think that's what i'm hoping for i i do think it's going to be a little trippy i think it's going to be dark i 100 going to be dealing with you know um mental health will it entirely accurately portray i think he has like a, a personality disorder probably not mm. not at all um <laughs> this is still a comic book show i think there's going to be some liberty involved uh set that aside and no but matter how I, dark it gets it's still no on matter disney how dark plus, it gets by the way it's still going to be a superhero <laughs> show it's still yeah. disney plus exactly um but i do think that it's going to be a um you know something to th talk about something to think about that's you know you're going to be able it's going to be a character exploration for sure with Oscar Isaac is good at those roles, um, you know, whether it's Annihilation or him, I think um, Ex Machina, he was an Ex Machina, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Mm -hmm. um, you know, he is a good, he does character studies well. And I think that's why he was brought on for this. Uh, we know he can do the action. Some of the behind the scenes, if you haven't seen the behind the scenes of him training for the fights, he mm -hmm. looks sick. I mean, he looks fantastic. It's the fights are going to be killer. Um, I am worried, you know, how they balance some of that darkness with the Disney Plus, like you were saying. Like, is it going to be every moment going to be undercut with some sort of joke? Probably. Right. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but I think that's that's my case. Give it a shot. It's going to be dark. It's going to be deep. Give it a couple shots. Um, and I think you're going to find a character that's that's pretty cool. That's that's been under uh, served for the last couple of years. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for the show. Kevin, let Kevin Feige tell it. It's going to be, you know, Marvel's darkest outing yet, but you know, what's been their darkest so far. So, but I mean, what's the bar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm excited, you know, they're making it seem like they're not, you know, holding back any punches, which I guess I could somewhat believe if you really are, you know, gonna start bringing in characters like blade and whoever else yeah. is coming then i would get i would hope at least that you would probably not you know do a lot of comedic dark or you know whatever right. they try to you know their own genre stuff uh <laughs> it's funny because i'm a huge oscar isaac fan too but like every time i say oh he's gonna kill this role there's always at least one person in my comments that are like well what about apocalypse and i'm like eh, it's all right okay <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're we're just you know whatever we're gonna ignore that uh, the that closest was, that thing was a that, bad that was a bad script apocalypse yeah was a exactly bad <laughs> that was just the, from a certain point on the fox x-men movie just just kind of like you know i love the x-men so i'm gonna watch it you know it's not like people tell you oh you think it's gonna be a good movie i'm gonna watch it you know I, i'll be there you know i'll be in theaters mm -hmm. i'll see it whatever so i'm not too mad at him for apocalypse yeah i feel like i feel like this show the thing that I could probably relate with it most is probably something like Legion. And I loved Legion. So Legion's great. 
yeah, I feel like it could possibly get in that realm, like where because I I definitely had to rewatch Legion, you know, multiple times to actually yes. understand what the hell was going on. So, uh, I feel like you know, I feel like if you if you are into darker comic book properties, if you like Oscar Isaac, if you know, if you're an Ethan Hawke fan, if you just want to see something different in the MCU, which we've been getting a lot of different stuff, mm -hmm. I think check it out. I mean, y'all are going to watch it anyway because I'm going to be talking about it. So just <laughs> check it out and, you know, try to enjoy it. I don't know if you will, but I think you will. I think mm -hmm. you'll like it. Um, let's talk about, yeah. Let's talk about uh, some of the upcoming projects. What are you probably most excited for this year and why? Yeah, I, I mean, one, Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight's mm -hmm. uh, everything we just talked about. I think it's going to be a cooler show. Hopefully it sticks to the hype, what Kevin Feige has been saying. Mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Strange is next on the list. Um, you know, just looking to see what's what's coming out. I mean, it's not a lot this year. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is is coming out allegedly later in the year. Wakanda Forever is coming out later in the year. I think Wakanda mm -hmm. Forever, everything we just talked about on that too, gives me pause. Uh, so yeah. I put that kind of lower to the list. And this is my this is my hot take, and this is the hill I'll die on. This is the one that gets uh -oh. me shit. Is I'm not a huge <laughs> Taika Waititi fan. I did not like Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I did not like Ragnarok, and that's, and that's exactly what I was talking about. We're like every serious moment was undercut by a piece of comedy where it's like, you know, Valkyrie talks about, um, or Thor was talking about how everybody, all of his friends had just died within the last 48 hours and he throws the dodgeball and he gets smacked in the face. It's like, can we like, just stop with the jokes, let the beat live for a minute. And I just, mm -hmm. they were, they were trying too hard to overcorrect in my, in my opinion, they were trying too hard to overcorrect the dark the world, two. which was, yeah, yeah, which is bad, which was really bad. Um, and I think they just went too far into trying to make him funny. And it just did not feel the vibrancy of the world looked great, the colors, the popping, you know, everything popped really well. But just the characterization, some of it just didn't feel like Thor to me. Um, so I'm a I'm little iffy on Love and Thunder. Um, they have a character, Gore the God Butcher, who's a fantastic character. Yeah. rather newer character from the last decade or so that's going to be the main villain played by christian bale mm -hmm. i mean i'm excited for christian bale i'm excited for this character but you know I, I wonder if they're jamming in a lot too with natalie portman you know allegedly playing the mighty thor um so <laughs> these I'm, movies feel like a lot a they lot do. there's <laughs> so much going on with them so i would put that one towards the lower end of the list in terms of movies um mm -hmm. dr strange is up there um yeah and, and um you know wakanda forever kind of towards the bottom as well just because we're not sure what it's going to be and maybe i'll get a little bit more sense of it when we get that first trailer but yeah i think mm -hmm. dr strange is is there's a lot going on but i think i like sam raimi too i think sam raimi is an incredible director uh, mm -hmm. i want to see what he does coming back to the superhero franchises um he had been trying to get a Doctor Strange trailer in the works like years and years and years and years ago. So mm -hmm. he, he knows the character and I'm excited to see what he does with it. I am. Um, so one, I feel very sane today. You're a lot of your hot takes <laughs> are stuff that I've been saying that I get a lot of crap for. So I, I feel very sane right now. So thank you. One. Okay. 
I I didn't hate Ragnarok. Is I definitely think it's the best Thor movie. But then again, how high was the bar to make a better mm-hmm. Thor movie? Like I didn't like the first two. Oh, I hate saying it out loud, but I really I know people are like, no, it's just Dark World is bad. I'm like, well, I didn't really like the first one either. But you know, I whatever. But I, I said that maybe after the first two, I feel bad because like maybe I'm the one that as if I have power. But like maybe I put it out there in the universe, and like was the reason for Ragnarok because I was like, well, maybe you know, Chris Hemsworth is such a funny person. Maybe mm-hmm. make him lean into the humor and you'll get a better movie or something. And they leaned all the way into the humor. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I think my ranking is about where yours is. I'm probably more excited for Wakanda forever than uh, mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder though. I don't know why I keep forgetting. Honestly, I keep forgetting about this movie. And whenever I see like, you know, what's coming up for 2022, I'm like, Oh shit, that is coming out this year. Yeah. Isn't it? And I, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I need a trailer. I don't know. I need something to remind me that this movie is actually coming because I literally just keep forgetting. And then when I yeah. think about everything that's supposed to happen in this movie, I get a little overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, this feels like, oh God, variance timeline. You know, it feels it feels mm-hmm. like that, like trying to jam everything into yeah. my mind at once. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. Oh God. Um, but what's, I know there's, we were talking before, there's a lot of shows coming out, but I don't even know mm-hmm. if the shows are, like what are the shows like i'm looking at the list now like she hulk might be interesting Mm -hmm. secret invasion is allegedly coming out that'll be that might be a fun one with nick yeah i'm excited about that yeah that'll be a good Uh, one i I will i'm a kamala i'm i am a kamala khan fan so i'm excited about i'm you know i'm hoping i'm guessing that after moon night it's going to be a huge shift in you know storytelling so mm-hmm. you know if you love moon knight and you're ready for more of that i don't think miss <laughs> marvel will be the show for you i actually think yeah. it'll probably be our more uh not kitty outing but our more you know our more upbeat kind of teenage storytelling yeah a lot more family yeah. friendly than we've yeah. you know probably come to expect so I, but i am excited about it just because i think that the character's interesting i love her mm-hmm. you know backstory with captain marvel and uh, you know the new Avengers and all this stuff. So yeah, I'm ex- I am excited for that one. I don't know. It feels like it keeps getting pushed back though. So who knows mm-hmm. if it's actually ever coming out? But I'm I'm a little thrown off that it seems like they've changed her powers from yeah. what they were in the comics. But I don't know. I I'm always I'm willing to give anything a chance if it makes more sense. Then I'm guessing freaking Reed Richards had something to do with that. But I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, her powers are very shape shifting, you know, arm uh-huh. extension, whatever, very similar to to Reed uh, in the Fantastic Four. I know the action figures, and I think the the promotional stuff show her like energy blast, which is a little yeah, which is not what she has. Um, so that'll be you're right. It probably has something to do with Reed and and you know the Fantastic Four movie coming out that they don't want it to look like Miss Marvel came first, has the have these powers, and then they're repeating it again in fantastic four so right. it might just be generic energy blasts which um i agree with you i like her character i've i read the champions outlawed series this past year mm-hmm. which was a really good i think it's like a six issue run in the champion series itself really mm-hmm. good she was a great character in it um i would By love the to way, see something i like that. my comics <laughs> i like my huh? comics the way i like my shows so like i love a a good like six episode run like a six yep comic issue run or whatever so i yeah i'm with you on that yeah. one i did uh that was a great run for yeah so if y'all looking for recommendations we'll we'll leave some down in the description 
Um, she. What do you think about She-Hulk? Are you excited for that one at all? I think Tatiana Maslany was a great choice for the character. Agreed. Yeah, I think she she'll be great. I'm kind of intrigued which way they go. They could go hard on the like breaking the fourth wall type, which they had done in the comics, mm-hmm. or they could play it up a little bit more seriously. And then you have She-Hulk in like full green, like Hulk like form, trying mm-hmm. court cases. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I, I want to see a little bit more of a trailer for that one too, just to see like what level of seriousness they're going to take it with, um, mm-hmm. and if they they dive into the, the the legal front of it or what. But it'll be um, it'll be intriguing. I think like it, she's a great choice. She's a great actress, and I think she'll pull this off. It's a great addition to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Ruffalo is is great too. So I think they have a good cast. Uh, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of how they want to play it. I'm in something that wasn't on my Marvel bingo card for 2022. I think Megan Thee Stallion is in this show too. So, I yeah, I had no, I don't know how that happened, but I think she's somehow. I don't don't know if she's playing herself or what, but I mean, hey, why not at this point? Give us that makes me think they're gonna lean lean into the comedy a lot more than we might have expected. But it makes me wonder, like they changed Miss Marvel's powers. I'm. I could be lying. Like I, I make shit up all the time, but they changed her powers. I'm guessing because of Reed Richards mm-hmm. eventually coming into the MCU. I wonder if they're going to actually let her break the fourth wall since we know Deadpool is coming soon enough too. like, this seems yeah. like that's really his shtick. That's his thing. That this one of the funnier things. So it kind of seems weird having two people having that same way of telling stories in the MCU. Yeah. And now I agree with you. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Who knew? Yeah, who knows? I, I make up a lot of shit, though. So, <laughs> you know, to take everything I say with a grain of salt on this podcast. Uh, let's talk about 2021. So I know uh, I know because I've, uh, you know, I've followed you since I think mm-hmm. 2020. Now, I don't, I, it's so hard to keep track of time. Like, it's crazy <laughs> that it's 2022 to me. But uh, so I know a lot of your, you know, thoughts and takes on these shows. Mm-hmm. But why don't you tell us kind of like just starting off? What were your uh, you told us your favorite projects i think were well let's include One, everything yeah yeah let's yeah. movies and everything what were your favorite okay. three like including movies and shows what are your your probably your top three of all of them okay uh this is maybe a little bit of a hot take just given how the response to spider-man was but i like shang chi the best this year i think shang chi was yeah i I, mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome I, it was a standalone movie for the most part aside from the teaser which is how it should be uh, there mm-hmm. were a couple moments, like you and I were joking, where they went, they met um, Trevor and the little Morris creature. They took the BMW mm-hmm. through the Pokemon Safari Zone. And just like, <laughs> oh no, this is going to get bad. And then it got, you know, it, it turned right back around. And, and yeah, the, mm-hmm. the ending was another CGI fight, but of course it is. But up until then, right. I thought Shang-Chi was a really tightly built movie. I really enjoyed the characters. Um you know, the, the trailers made it seem like Aquafina was just going to be funny the whole time. She had some good, solid, you know, acting moments. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I, I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought Shang-Chi was, was the top uh, property this year, in my opinion. Um, okay. And then after that, I'll go with Spider-Man. I think, you know, Spider-Man had a lot of weight on it. Spider-Man had a lot mm-hmm. of things that could 100% go wrong with it, but they nailed most of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know the the problem I have with it is that the decisions the characters make were bad decisions, and it's 
were very literally very, all of them very, <laughs> were very bad decisions. So you're watching <laughs> it and you just get frustrated, but everything around those decisions works really well. And like there were a couple mm -hmm. moments where I wish like Tom Holland got to emote a little bit more, where they get him a moment to like breathe and grieve and everything, but they had to pick up the pace. But mm -hmm. there is a reason why we haven't seen another Green Goblin, really. I mean, I know we had in, in the Amazing Spider-Man series, but it was somewhat, you know, it was just Harry. And then we had, um, we haven't seen another Doc Octopus because Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina can act. Like they are yeah. old school. They bring it every single day. They get to set uh -huh. and they they crush it. They knocked it out of the park. And, and you know, Toby and Andrew did too. And they, they brought a more subtle piece to it but alfred molina and and willem dafoe i mean they get those guys like we're talking like well how come spider-man to get it nominated for best picture it's like first of all slow down second of all <laughs> those two guys are where you could justify the best supporting nom right but don't don't come at me with the best picture those guys you right. want to start arguing over best supporting actor i'll i will hear that argument uh right. they, they deserve it um and then, so Spider-Man, I'd put it a strong number two. And then almost a tie, I guess, for third, maybe leaning a little bit more towards WandaVision. It would be WandaVision and Hawkeye. Um, mm. I love the way WandaVision just played with genres. Uh, the, yeah. the ending, we all got hyped up. It was early 21. We were looking for something exciting. We wanted Mephisto. We wanted everything in this <laughs> show that was not going to happen. And so the ending was just a little lame i think uh compared to what we wanted it to be but it mm -hmm. all in like uh, elizabeth olsen was great paul bettany was fantastic um mm -hmm. you know i think the way they were able to play with and, and bounce from genre to genre getting the camera work very similar to like you know for the malcolm in the middle episode or for the leave mm -hmm. it to beaver like they were you know they they did their research on telling sitcom stories so live audience i thought that was yeah. really cool yeah uh and then hawkeye i love hawkeye i love the character especially like post the matt fraction run which a lot of that mm -hmm. was based on and kind of everything jeff lemire and through the west coast avengers um and it was just a simple story it was just a very simple self-contained story through the span of its whatever six episodes and mm -hmm. it was fun it was a lot of fun and so while I give the nod to WandaVision because I think they tried a little bit more, I think Hawkeye deserves to be up there just because they they did what they set out to do. They just told a simple story and it worked. It felt very like Christmas holiday time appropriate, like the kind yes. of story you tell around that time. So I, I yep. definitely agree with you there. I'm uh, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Hawkeye was a good and I was uh, y'all know if you're listening to this, I was uh in the hospital for like part of december so like i missed most of hawkeye so i had to binge it when i like came home and so like i had but like i feel like i had to watch it again like in 2022 to really kind of appreciate mm -hmm. how good it was because like i me watching anything in december 2021 was just like i'm just like oh i was i <laughs> my friend calls it sick privilege and so like i mm -hmm. felt like i had sick privilege. i was just like <laughs> laying down like expecting to be catered all day long and so so i wasn't i wasn't like giving my full attention to stuff that i should have but i think our list is pretty much the same my for me yeah. though i still uh wandavision was still my favorite uh project of the year i just mm -hmm. i 
everything about it I love, but you know, I I might be a little biased because I love the character so much. Yeah. But I thought I thought the the penultimate episode where uh Agatha takes her like through a history of I thought that was one of the best yeah. like of really all good. the series that we've gotten. I thought that was a fantastic episode. The Halloween episode was fantastic. Like there are so many mm-hmm. episodes there, that is like the definition of a rewatchable show. Like if you yes. want to binge something in a day, put on WandaVision. It's a great yeah. just you know half hour stakes aren't too high and i feel like the nostalgia around it like i feel like that was the first time marvel fans like came together and just like every Mm -hmm. single week was like what the f is going on and then spent a full week wondering just like online chattering until the next episode came out so like Mm -hmm. i i loved everything about that i loved the feeling and i give them a little bit of uh leniency for the finale because i think that show had to teach us how to kind of tether expectations a little bit because we were all like oh god dr strange and mephisto about to have like a epic portal fight and like we yep. don't know what the hell is going on so it just i think that was more so the fans like us as the fans doing you know doing what we do and guess trying to guess exactly how everything ends do you remember when i mean we were bouncing around for the engineer that um uh, maria rambo was referencing <laughs> is it reed richards it must be blue marvel right. it's like there's right, like, Blue Marvel, <laughs> and there was like thirty like YouTube hot takes on who Blue Marvel is, and then we we're just like, right, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> it's still my hope. I'm hoping that because they changed the name of uh, Captain Marvel two to the yep. Marvels, I'm still hoping that he makes an appearance somewhere. I'm hoping that they know each other. Like yeah. I would be, I'm all for it. So I don't know. We're gonna keep our fingers crossed. But then again, this could be more wandavision finale hype that we're doing right now i don't know but we're still gonna you know we're gonna lean into it uh so wandavision still kind of number one for me shang i think shang chi was my number two because i still even still like i feel like i watch it way too often i just i love the movie i went and saw it twice in theaters which uh nowadays is hard for me to do because i am not like i'm not risking anything and i live in tennessee by the way so Mm -hmm. you know i'm not risking a lot yeah going to these theaters so i'm i'm at home you know i go see it once and then i bring my happy ass back home so that says a lot that i wanted to see it so badly that i went back to theaters before it came out on dvd so shang chi my number two and then no way home of course my number three but hawkeye definitely very high up on the list yeah, and Loki was not mentioned. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Black Widow was so that, neither of us mentioned Black Widow either. Oh shit! And you know what? I like Black Widow a lot. I did like Black Widow. I like the, uh, I like kind of a an atomic blonde street style fighting just kind of movie. I, I and I love Yelena. I thought she was a great character. Oh, I'm glad fantastic. she, uh, glad she's in the MCU now. Looking to see what's next for her. Uh, it had a lot of good stuff. I think it just kind of, you know, like whoa, mm-hmm. the, the the last act, just like Jesus Christ, this is yeah. a lot. But and I love a <laughs> lot, but like Jesus Christ, that was a lot. <laughs> it's like Jesus take the wheel. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't. Like, it was yeah. I'm I'm in agreement with you. It was there's a lot to like about it, but they just mm-hmm. they didn't stick the landing. Um, yeah, you know, they didn't stick the superhero landing. Exactly. Um, but Yelena was, I, I want to say Yelena might be the MVP of the year for me. I think so. I She was definitely like, when she popped, I, we all knew she was going to pop up in Hawkeye, but 
obviously, if you saw the end of the uh, Black Widow movie, you knew she was going to pop up in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But even still, I was super excited that she actually came and got as much, like, screen time as she did, yeah. too. That really, you know, like, it felt like character development and everything. And I loved her back and forth with Kate Bishop. So, yes. I don't know. I'm hoping they got to find a way to really kind of bring her in. I don't know if she'll be, a, you know, quote-unquote, young Avenger since yeah. Kate is one. I don't know what happened, but I'm, I'm willing to... uh Willing to see where they go with that because I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, me too. I'm trying to. I don't think we missed anything. I oh, you had some hot takes about Eternals. Oh, what just right. kind of? I, I almost <laughs> forgotten about that too. Whoops. <laughs> what did you think about uh, two things, Eternal, and then what did you think about What If? Uh, so I'll answer the first one first. I hadn't watched What If, um, and oh, okay. When What If came out, I needed a break. Like, just needed a break because it was like nonstop yeah. Marvel stuff through um, WandaVision. Then if Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I might be getting those mm-hmm. out of order. And then we had the two movies in the, the late summer and the spring or in the fall. And so I was just kind of worn out and it was an animated show. So I wasn't like totally hyped about it, uh, though I do right. love, you know, we were talking about animated earlier. I do love animated shows. I just was not like wasn't really hyped into it so i think because of dr strange i need to go back and now watch it um yeah in the next absolutely you know, month or two so i can't give you an answer on what if yet on eternals i wish eternals is a 10 episode <laughs> disney plus show or even like an eight episode like give me more time uh-huh. um First of all, Eternals is a very, whether you're talking like the Jack Kirby comics from the 80s when he came back from uh-huh. DC, where he was doing the New God stuff, so the dark side, the, the Big Barda, the, the Orion stuff, he came back uh-huh. to Marvel and started launching the Eternals, and so he was trying to like tell these very, he's always been interested in mythology, because he, you know, from what he was doing with Thor, so as he was starting to build out this this universe of essentially gods or godlike beings, he was trying to tell it and it was very, very, very heady stuff. Uh, very mm-hmm. deep about like creation stories and things. So number one, it was always going to be tough. And then and then when Neil Gaiman took over the property in, I think, 2006 or seven, right around the Civil War time, Civil War comic time. And again, very heavy stuff, which is like, mm-hmm. oh boy, this is going to be a lot to, this is going to be a lot to adapt right here. And I think they did the best <laughs> they could Although I wanted more time and I wanted more time with um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Angelina Jolie, um, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Gilgamesh, um, Kingo, Macari. Yeah. yeah, Macari. Like I wanted more time with everybody but the two people we spent time with during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the same thing with like Salma Hayek. I wanted to see more of her. I wanted to see more of the backstory. I wanted to get more of her interaction with the group. But instead, we spend time with Gemma Chan's Cersei and uh, Richard Madden's um, Icarus. And neither of them, I, I can't really tell if they just weren't given much to do. Or if they're just not, they have no range. And I want to say it's the latter. <laughs> I don't think they have any range. And they're just very even kill characters. Yeah. yeah. And they're just boring people to follow. Um, you know, and like <laughs> Richard Madden didn't show much range in Game of Thrones, but he was younger at the time. You know, uh, his character, Rob Stark, was never a chapter point of view character in the Game of Thrones books. So he didn't have as much 
backstory as much thought processes like Caitlin did or, or any of the other characters did. So I, I kind of chalked that up to just like not having a lot to work with. And then the bodyguard, same thing though. He's like a robot. I'm just like, oh my God, you're great that you're playing a robot. I want to see Angelina. Yeah. Like, there's a reason Angelina is still doing Angelina things in yeah. 2021. Um, that, and yeah. <laughs> I think the other take that you're you're referencing, and I will read it almost word for word because I know you enjoyed <laughs> that one. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, where is it? Um, I'm going back to... Oh, for one thing, some of the fights did seem a little um, uh, Power Ranger-esque, where they're on like a generic beach somewhere, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the opening fight was great, but nothing like compared coming right off of Shang-Chi with the the, um, the scaffold it's fight. Amazing was, action. Yeah. Was amazing. And you got these guys just like blasting laser beams on a beach at some generic CGI monster. I was like, okay, cool. I saw this in Power Rangers a couple of years ago. Uh, which, by the way, <laughs> I need. I want to. I want a sequel to that Power Rangers movie, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, here, um, so this is the tweet we put out there. It said, "Much has been said about Marvel's first. Yeah, sure. Let's go with first L- LGBTQ plus character. As a straight white male, I was offended by the god awful Icarus Circe sex scene. There's more <laughs> chemistry." <laughs> <laughs> There's more chemistry in the Fastos Ben kiss than the other two flopping around on the beach. Very true. And you know was... what? <laughs> Cersei and uh, Icarus are just, I don't know. It feels like they had like this kind of like circus of characters around them. They just all had more interesting stories and mm-hmm. everything. Like I, 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 y'all know, I didn't hate Eternals. I thought it was like a beautifully crafted movie, but I 100% agree with the criticisms that Cersei and Icarus at the forefront was probably not the best. I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, you need your, I don't know. It feels like how they used to do girl groups back in the day. They wouldn't put the one with the best voice up front, but they do like that little light and airy sound and the one that was yep. pretty and, you know, the one that was more marketable, she'd get up for, and it, that kind of is what it feels like. It feels like, yes. I don't know. I kind of feel like I hope Gemma Chan puts back on the green makeup and becomes a scroll again because I mean yeah. Kree again because what the hell are we doing at this point? I don't know. It's I mean she'll pop up in more stuff so maybe and I who knows if Icarus is actually dead or not. So I I fully expect these geez these twenty some odd characters to pop up in other movies and mm-hmm. you know maybe we'll start to fanfare them a little more. I don't know. Yeah. But, Right now, I'm wishing we had a lot more Makari, a lot more Gilgamesh. You know, it's a lot more of super cool scenes that we saw that ended way too early. Like, I love the the Makari Icarus scene. That was the one thing I loved about that last, like, beat scene because her using pure speed just to kick the crap out of him was fantastic. So I wish we could have seen more stuff like that. But she literally, like, disappeared for a good, like, hour and a half of the movie and then came back at the end it's like yeah oh well that's the problem with telling the story for 10 people exactly (laughs) hello how you doing yeah jesus yeah no her relationship with a druid was really good druid was was really good using the sign language um yeah everybody but the two characters yeah I'm uh I'm I'm optimistic for the characters in the future we'll see if I'm curious to see where they'll pop up though because 
you know, they've they've all they've confirmed that those characters will pop up in other movies. But I'm just I don't know. I'm kind of curious as to where since they I don't know, maybe their missions change. Maybe they can fight stuff other than the deviants now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like in the MCU. So I don't know. More convolution that we'll figure out later on yeah. as, as they figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yep. Right. So we'll see. So you're you're gonna watch what if soon and I gotta watch what if Doctor Strange. Okay. And Ozark. So we'll, I'll have to, there you go. Ozark and what <laughs> if that was a good good little watches for you. And I yep. think you'll enjoy what if probably a lot more than the consuming audience is that since you'll get to binge it because i yep. think week to week watching like an animated marvel show that you're not sure if it's actually connected to the mcu and stuff it a little hard but i mean it was i enjoyed it but yeah you know right. you'll probably enjoy it a lot more as a binge I think where would you be put the, the benefit where would you put what if you know because we ranked some of the other ones how where would you Ooh. where would that kind of fall um so i i didn't hate Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know mm-hmm. that's kind of like a hot take amongst the Marvel viewers. I, I really didn't have, I love the the two episodes with Dora Milaje yep. kind of really in it. I loved a lot of that. I like uh, that they they did their best to try to tell like the experience of like a black man in America and like it, it's a little hard to relate since he's a superhero and like all the, mm-hmm. you know it's a little hard to relate since it feels like a little help might be easier. It might be a little easier to get a bank loan if you're, you know, if you're yeah. an Avenger, but I don't know. But I, I appreciate them for really attempting to, to try to sell it. But then kind of the ending of that was, I I liked the final episode, but it, it felt kind of weird that like they needed this kind of like after school moment to really kind of drive home why, you know, it, it was a lot, but I, yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed I it overall because I liked the, yeah, I liked the action. So, uh, what, oh God, I, it's probably down there with Loki, but just for different reasons, Mm -hmm. probably for the fact that I enjoyed a lot of the other stuff more. And I feel like with Marvel as fans, we're always kind of like, even though we're trying to like focus on what's happening in the back of our minds, we're always kind of like, okay, where does this tie into the bigger picture? Like, where does this go? Where does it fit in? And I couldn't answer that with what if. I knew that they said it was canon. So I'm like, okay, that's okay. You know, you're giving us something that you're claiming that's is in the MC. And so now seeing the Doctor Strange trailer, yeah. I'm about to go back and I'm going to probably rewatch it with you because I'm like, okay, this is, you know, now I, I can full on spiral now that I know that this is very important yes. to the story that's being told. So I'd probably, you know, I'll rank it. How about I'll rank it once I rewatch it. I'll do that. Okay. Fair. I, I'll, I get, I'll give it to yeah. you too, because I'll watch it too. There we go. There we go. Pat, th- I've, I've taken up so much of your time, but thank you for coming and bullshitting with me, talking all things Marvel. I appreciate it so much. Tell everybody that's listening where they can find you. Yeah, you can find us um, on Instagram at yet another MCU podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just search yet another MCU podcast. Uh, you could also find us um, at the website ForgottenEntertainment.com. Uh, in addition to the podcast, we do have those videos on recommended readings for the first uh, first 20-odd movies of the Infinity Saga, and then a, a few short videos on everything you should know about you know various products projects in the MCU. So you could find us, again, Forgotten Entertainment, or just search yet another MCU podcast. Uh, but Kendrick, thank you so much, man. This is awesome. 
long time coming, but I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, I appreciate you. Absolutely. I need you to come back in the future too. We got a lot more shit to talk about. This Definitely. this is gonna be a, a full pack year. So come back and talk Moon Knight with me or Doctor Strange, whatever you want. It's an open invitation. I do want to ask though before I let you go, you uh, are you guys planning on doing any new episodes of uh, yet another MCU podcast now that we've gotten all of this 2021 content and now that we're getting all of this 2022 content? Or are you guys like really kind of more focused on the video side of things? So that's what we've been struggling with for a while. So we mm. did part of our show was a brief review of the movie. And then we would go into some comic comparisons. I know the comic books, my co-host didn't mm. know. So we were kind of educating each other. And then mm-hmm. for the last part, we were talking about how it tied into the greater MCU. We don't quite know that just yet. Like I, we were able mm-hmm. in, in hindsight, go back through phase one and like look at how all phase one tied into the rest of the infinity saga same with phase two Mm -hmm. and three so right now like depending on how long phase four goes we're not sure how much everything is going to tie into it like you know we might be able to do a little bit but may miss some things so that's still a debate we're having um i love to do more of the videos uh you know the everything Mm -hmm. you should know on phase two i got to work on and then kind of work our way through there but um those are just 10 minute videos. Um, I'm a big fan of like those type of video essays on YouTube. So that's what I was modeling yeah. them after. And it's great uh, yeah, content. Like, yeah, thank you. I'd like to do more of those, um, but we're still debating. We are constantly talking like, should we go back? What about this? Should we do some like video zoom? And we always want to do like a, like a quick, like a very quick hit, like video zoom, catch up mm-hmm. on like Black Widow or Eternal. And it ends up being an hour long conversation. We're like, ooh, that missed the point. Right. <laughs> um, That's all right. so we're figuring it out there we go we'll, we'll listen the people love you they'll take whatever content they can get so Thank put you. something out we're looking forward to it you're one of my go-to sources for things that like i can't wrap my head around in my mm-hmm. mind so put out some content we'll consume it however you guys want to give it to us perfect yeah we'll, we'll do something i gotta do something for moon night so maybe i'll, I'll do that in a couple weeks Perfect. There we go. Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes. Guess what? I'm on Buy Me A Coffee, or in my case, Buy Me A Beer, okay? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics2 the number two this time yeah they said it was too long yada 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 whatever listen i work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the instagram account to do the polls the stories the uh uh, uh, everything else in between any support that you guys give me i always appreciate so if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh ratings and reviews then just buy me a coffee i love you for it Hello, hello, and welcome back, everyone. I am joined by another guest. So y'all know I had a what I what I consider a Marvel expert on my show, my friend Pat. I love to just talk to him about everything, all things Marvel. And he, you know, he's not afraid to give his opinion about everything. But I also I've been getting a little pressure, a little feedback in my DMs about people saying that I have not been talking about Peacemaker enough. I feel like I don't shut up about it, but people are saying like, you know, you haven't talked about it on the podcast and this and that. So I'm like, oh crap, maybe I haven't. So 
I wanted to talk to someone else that I know was loving this show, but doesn't like read the comics or doesn't necessarily watch a lot of superhero stuff, but it's just been loving the show as the ridiculous piece of fan. I don't even know what to call it. Just <laughs> piece of American memorabilia that it is. And I have one of your favorite people in the world. I have the newly rebranded. Oh no. Chels with me. Chelsea. Hi. Hi. Well, thank God you've already had the Marvel expert on because basically you just wanted to talk to an ignorant bitch about this because I love this show, but I don't know anything. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm literally like, I just want to shoot the shit about Peacemaker. I'm so like that show really had me in a chokehold for God, how long? I don't even know, but it had me in a chokehold and I was of eight weeks, I guess. Yeah, it was eight episodes. Well, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a reasonable number, so we'll go with that. Oh well, they released. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm always <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always doing the most. It doesn't matter at all. But uh, I wanted to get you on here because I wanted to chat about it. When I found out that you were watching this show, I literally was taken aback. I was like, <laughs> Chelsea is watching Peacemaker. What? What is happening? And not only watching it. Because, you know, anybody can be forced to, you know, sit on the couch and watch something that they don't want to watch. But, like, you were actually enjoying it. So since you have had me on your wonderful podcast, I am the cute one with Donnie. Y'all know Donnie. We have the Big Brother podcast together. I've decided I'm going to turn the tables on you. I'm going to give you a minute. And I want you to tell people in your best mind (laughs) what this show was about. Oh, wow. Okay. So this show is about a WWE wrestler come to life as a superhero who is trying to find his way in the world, getting away from his racist as shit dad and saving the world from bugs. Perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Too short. <laughs> that was everything. I she had literally had another 45 seconds on the table. <laughs> Didn't need it, folks. I love I'm it. I'm going to spend that 45 <laughs> seconds to do the opening dance. Da, 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 yes. Da, da. Oh, my God. You know I had a whole section planned for us to talk about that opening. I'm obsessed with it. Like, I literally, it's on YouTube, so I literally, like, practice my little moves, mm-hmm. my little bit. Do you really want to do you really? I don't want to get sued, but, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know we've chatted briefly about other stuff before but like what's your history with like superhero e type stuff whether it's projects yeah. cartoons anything just give the people your background as my okay. non-expert expert okay so I am like all over the place and basically if the people that I love who are around me are into something I can usually soak it up through osmosis so like growing up my brother loved the x-men cartoon like Uh the 90s cartoon and I would watch that after school with him every day I loved rogue rogue was my girl like so I had that then my brother got into the Batman movie with the Riddler and the Penguin, I think, or is that Two Face and the Penguin? Batman Forever, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if these are Marvel. This is my baseline knowledge. Is that even Marvel? I don't <laughs> DC, know. DC, but it's superheroes. okay. Superheroes, superheroes. Right. 
I usually am the person that like, if I get forced to see a superhero movie, I leave and I'm like, there was just so much action. I wish there was less <laughs> fighting. So if it's a movie that can trick me into laughing or has like something else besides the superhero element, I can usually get down with it. Like I loved the Suicide Squads. I watched both, okay. both the movies because there was like humor there. There was like social commentary. There were other things. I also love mm -hmm. the show, The Boys. I like was super Perfect. into that. But that was uh -huh. like, I loved the premise of superheroes being like the A-list celebrities. I thought that was so clever and smart. We love a villain, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And so then my husband usually has a pretty good grasp on like what I will actually like. And uh -huh. he doesn't try to like overplay his hand because, you know, I'm only one bad show away from like never trusting him again and being like, no, right. I'm not watching what you think I'm going to like. But with this one, he was like, I think you're going to like this. Also, it has John Cena in it. And I have to say, I think I'm like a John Cena stan. Like, I am obsessed with the man. Isn't it weird? Like, isn't it, where does it come from? It's like he is literally one of the most, me and Kaya actually talked about this one. He's one of the most, like, serious human beings. If you, like, listen to his interviews or, like, mm -hmm. you've seen him on, like, reality TV. Uh, I watched the, him on Total Bellas. And that's he right, yes. contract for Nikki Bella to move into his home. Like, yes. it's like, if you are going to be my tenant, you need to sign this paperwork, please. Exactly. He's, like, one of the most serious human beings, so it cracks me up every time he does a comedy role because he crushes it every time. And it's like, where is this guy in real life? Like, even his interviews is just like, well, yes, sir, I do this and I do that. And I'm just like, what is happening? That's not Peacemaker who's like farting to make sure someone doesn't talk in the room. Like, what is happening right now? And I literally, I love that you brought up uh, the Suicide Squad and the boys because I was literally going to ask you about both of those. So you've seen those. And so you watch the boys, like y'all watch it like as it comes out and stuff. Yep, we watch that as it comes out. And then this the last like two months has been my husband and my show that we will like sit down. We're like, oh, it's on tonight. And we'll like actually watch together. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I, I loved it. I didn't really know what to expect, but it was, mm -hmm. I love a show that is clever and offers commentary on real life stuff, but also is just like mm -hmm. so bonkers and ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> right. And I'll be full transparency like everyone knows like peacemaker isn't probably one of the characters that a lot of people know from comics like including yeah. i'm not really like i don't go and read peacemaker comics really and like so mm -hmm. the suicide squad was my first big introduction to him and so like i fell in love with the character just like everyone else so even i feel like that's the case with a lot of people though because dc especially they'll either like remake the same Batman movie for the past like 60 years like no matter what mm -hmm. or they'll like give you a random obscure character that you've never heard from in life and then just like let them be the greatest thing ever even yeah. though DC doesn't do a lot of greatest thing ever stuff but I'm anyway. thinking now there was another superhero show that I loved that I actually loved so much I got into the comics and I, you know, loved so much that now I just can't remember the name even though I did <laughs> read the comic. It was the it was the female superhero. I want I think her name starts with a J and the bad guy was the guy that could like control your mind. It was on Netflix. Jessica Jones. Yes, Jessica Jones. Yes. I wanted to say January Jones and I was like that's not right. <laughs> but that was enough. like that was my first like trying out comics too and mm -hmm. it's funny because obviously like not a comic book 
book person, but once you have read a comic, you can kind of see like the pictures and the way they style it. And I felt like in Peacemaker, there were moments where I was like, oh, I can totally see how this looked in a comic book page. Like right. they set it up like that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm Jessica Jones. Like that, I actually wouldn't have thought to recommend that to you, but now that you say that, I'm like, oh, Chelsea would have loved Jessica Jones. Jessica mm-hmm. Jones was such a good, like Netflix's Marvel shows in general were all so good. Like I love Daredevil, Luke Cage, all of those. But Jessica Jones, I feel like almost has like this little place in my heart because I feel like it doesn't always get like the recognition it deserves simply because like Daredevil is the biggest thing ever. Like people just like shit their pants over Daredevil. So like they, (laughs) I mean, like you, you can't be Daredevil, but I loved I loved all of Jessica Jones. So me too. That's good to know. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what I consider TV's greatest introduction, like ever, which I'm like trying to learn to dance at all times <laughs> of the day. And so I feel like I've come very far, but you know, a couple of those steps I'm, I'm still working out. <laughs> Peacemaker's intro before it came out, James Gunn, who, uh, I don't know if you know, but he also does the, the Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's behind those two. Okay. And I like those. So I should have known. There you go. So he, uh, yeah, a lot of humor in those. So he, that's perfect. He, um, he said like before the show premiered, he was like, all right, just so you guys know, never skip the intro. And no one understood what that meant. We were like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, don't like, I'm always going to skip the intro to a show. What do you mean? To this day, I have not skipped an intro to Peacemaker Mm -mm. ever. Like, where do you, in terms of, I don't even know what shows have great intros but like themes everything where do you rank this in terms of Kendrick's incredibly random (laughs) rankings of tv intros honestly and part of it is just I have short-term memory so whatever I've watched recently (laughs) is like the only thing I can remember in my brain but I think it's probably the only show like you I never skipped skipped past Uh because it was so entertaining. And I went through like the stages of the first time I saw it, I was like, I turned to my husband. I'm like, what the fuck are you making me watch? Like, what is this? (laughs) Why are we doing this? I'm so confused. And then like the second and third time, I'm like, kind of like bobbing my head. And by the end, like, I love it. It's so funny. And I love that, like, all the characters are there. And we didn't even like know them all at first. And then as we're introduced to them, we see them doing little dance. And you're like, oh, look at you. (laughs) Right. And I love that uh, the little green guy, Judo Master, I love that he's like the last little part of of it and we literally didn't know who the hell that was like the first couple of we were like who is this like jumping in this and of course that so makes perfect sense I literally so my best friend like literally won't do something just because someone tells him to and mm-hmm. so like I sent him that uh I screenshot that message from James Gunn and I sent it to him and I was like they keep talking about this intro like what are they doing? He's like, well, I'm going to skip it every time just because they're telling me not to. But of course he came back to me and he's like, okay, that's kind of the greatest intro ever. I'm never skipping that ever again. I'm like, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, Character, since we're talking about the intro, who, what characters did you really like in this show? Like, cause I feel like everybody, even like the jackasses, I feel like everyone was pretty likable because it was such a funny show. But was there anyone that you like gravitated towards like more so than others or you liked everybody? 
I liked everybody. I loved Peacemaker. I thought he was such mm-hmm. a like interesting character. I love his best friend, um, Vigilante. Vigilante. Mm-hmm. I thought he. I love that they just make him look like a serial killer because that's low key what he is. <laughs> like right. when he takes off his disguise, he just looks like a serial killer. Um, <laughs> I loved Eagly. <laughs> i loved everybody i really did and even like the dyed beard guy by the end redeemed himself for me Mm -hmm. it was like even the people you were meant to not like you still kind of did i even found myself liking that little evil butterfly at one point when he's getting high with peacemaker i'm like oh look at this budding (laughs) friendship (laughs) right i literally i'll take it however i can get it these characters were Oh boy. I my favorite probably obviously Peacemaker. I loved mm-hmm. uh loved Vigilante too. I have such a like a soft place in my heart for Danielle Brooks, who was uh uh Leota. Mm-hmm. I'd always mess up her last name, so I'm just gonna say Lee. But I love I love her character too because I feel like that would be me, such a fish out of water. Like you're sending me on death missions to kill people, and I'm I'm gonna freeze up every time. I'm like, are you sure I can't go to jail for this? Because like I don't I don't want to go to prison. I've avoided this for like 32 <laughs> years now. I don't want to do it. Like, are you sure? And the fact that she has you've seen both of the Suicide Squad movies, so like you know having Amanda Waller as a mom. I is know. a <laughs> right issues. dear god i mean that's <laughs> talk about vicky and uh <laughs> vicky and brianne i'm like good lord but <laughs> why did i bring them up i don't know but i feel like her as a character oh jesus some going on in my background who even knows though but we're just gonna ignore it and push through his socks uh, at it again <laughs> Right, probably. I I was just went in my uh my room and my blankets and everything were all over the floor. So there's no telling what's going on in there. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm a big Leota fan. I hope to see a lot more of her because I love that. One thing I loved about the show too, I loved that it was like a, you know, like when you watch Justice League or something, everyone is so like muscular and everything. Just so to, I feel like you saw like the full, is it gamut or gambit? Because I feel like I say it wrong every time. Think, I don't even know. I'm not going to say Who it. even knows? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the recording I did for the first half of this episode with uh, Pat, I feel like I tried to say it then too, and then I changed course because <laughs> I didn't know which one it was. I was like, oh, I don't want to get called out right now, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> We're just going to say gamut, gamut. We'll go with that. That sounds, okay. sounds kind of right. right. <laughs> yeah, but I like the, the gamut, full gamut of body types on this show, and I feel like mm-hmm. there's a character that everyone can relate to even though these are like the most unrelatable characters you can get like on tv i just i love it i don't know yeah Uh, was there was there ever like uh a time when the storylines that were going on did they ever like confuse you or throw you off because i always wonder sometimes when people don't usually watch comic book stuff is it so weird that it's just like what the hell is going on or is it easy enough to follow like anything else you watch I feel like it was pretty easy to follow I kind of feel like whenever I watch superhero stuff I kind of have to surrender to the fact that like I'm gonna be missing things that like you Mm. as a Marvel person are picking up on Mm -hmm. but in terms of like storyline I feel like they did a pretty good job of explaining everything I was a little bit confused by the cow thing at first, yeah. but, I, but they were like kind of making it 
confusing to be like, what is this thing everybody's talking uh-huh. about? But yeah, overall, I felt like it was pretty easy to follow. Um, it just, I felt like it's the season started really strong and ended really strong, but there were a couple episodes there in the middle that I was like, where are we going with this? Right. <laughs> and I feel like that was, I don't know, as we went along, I feel like they really did a good job of explaining like, okay, there are aliens here. Okay. They're in butterflies. Okay. There's a cow we got to like kill and get rid of. And I feel like towards the beginning of that, like, even though it was like all hilarious and stuff, like when he's fighting like the chick in his, in her right. house and they're like both like butt ass naked, like <laughs> fighting and all this, it's like, wait, what is the end goal for like, what is happening with this? So right. there are moments, but I mean, who doesn't love to see John Cena in his underwear dancing to, I don't know what kind of rock, they call it a certain kind of rock and roll. Like, is it hair? Hair rock and hair roll, metal. I think. Hair metal, that's it. <laughs> Look, that, that goes to show you I don't listen to it. So. Hair rock and roll, I think the kids <laughs> call it. <laughs> All you young kiddos out there listening now. I, I love it, but I feel like that's like, even when we don't know what the hell is going on, I feel like the mm-hmm. visual alone is just so insane that yeah. who even gives a damn? Who cares? Yeah, I want to ask you a really sorry. I feel like we did cover like a lot of ground for seven or eight episodes or whatever. Yeah, I'm just like thinking back and I'm like, we really like we got Peacemaker's full backstory, we got the story with Uh the dad, we got the butterflies, we got Wallace's daughter's backstory. Like, there was a Uh lot of shit that they covered a whole lot of shit. And it's crazy because I feel like even still they could probably do like more character development like and not have a problem with the next season like they could mm-hmm. pick like economos we don't know that much about they can pick him and like randomly tell his backstory to connect it to something like there's still a whole lot of ways they can go and it'd still be even vigil oh i would love a whole like vigilante backstory because i feel too. like that's the <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the uh unsolved mysteries episode that we need to watch like immediately mm-hmm. i had uh, a random super random question for you me and you both were known because we we love a villain. We love we love a, a sadistic plot line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was we got on this show, we got the cows, we got the butterflies, we got all kinds of villains. Where do we rank them in terms of like the villains that we watch every day on TV, like our Ramona mm-hmm. Singers and our Kenya Moore, even though I hate to put Kenya and Ramona in the same sentence, but two different types of evil people but where do we rank them amongst our (laughs) if that's even a plausible question it's not I feel like the butterflies that main butterfly person is Heather Dubrow like oh she just wants like order and things to be done the right way and she's Mm -hmm. evil because of it and like she's kind of the secret villain but like she also wants just to make sure that you're okay and like Mm -hmm. she's got that little claw hand and she's very bossy Peacemaker's dad, my God, I think that might just be Jenny from Salt Lake City. Yeah, I think so too. Good Lord. (laughs) I mean, like, instead of trying to shoot his son with blasters, he's throwing a glass at Mary Cosby. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Jesus. I mean, it's a lot. I feel like, who could the cow be? I feel like the cow is, the cow is probably... Vicky Gunnison because <laughs> yes and that's the exactly why <laughs> I was about to say all things like all roads lead back to the uh-huh. cow so and Vicky feels like it's all because of her Andy is there like taking credit for everything so mm-hmm. they could I mean they could the cow's big enough they could really be 
one and the, the same. And Vigilante is Kenya Moore. Like, we love her anyway. Yeah. Constantly, constantly causing chaos. But we're like, oh, <laughs> look at her go. Yes. <laughs> Purposely causing chaos for no absolute reason. <laughs> um, One thing, one random thing that I... I think I loved, but I wasn't sure because I'm always so iffy when comic book like movies and shows try to like develop someone's sexuality, but then it's like a passing whim. And so like you never see it again. So it's always kind of weird, but I feel like this show probably wouldn't do that because I feel like we'll see a lot more peacemaker hookups in the future seasons. But there, uh, we got to that scene where his dad outed him basically as bisexual. Do you think we're gonna get some more? Like, do you think that like DC and James Gunn will do justice to like a character's sexuality? Do you think it was just like a passing comment, kind of like to stir up the headlines? I never know. I never know because I always like want to believe they're gonna do it right, and then they never right. do. You know, right? So, I don't know. Like, I feel like if and this is just going off of like what we've seen from this show so far like I could see them doing it right and not Mm -hmm. making it like a gimmick or just like a headline grabber but I could also see it like never being talked about again right like we we did it we covered it (laughs) right (laughs) and we know that um him and vigilante I think apparently were the ones that had a threesome with some woman so I mean, they, maybe they're more than best friends. Maybe we'll they, we'll see that develop in the future. Who knows? But I'm here for it anyway. I just realized in my note that I had down for this section, I said, uh, do we think we'll get some LGBTQ peacemaker in the future? Or was it all a scheme that Todd set up to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to come at Aunt Bertha with the bullshit? <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm missing Atlanta and just like, I'm missing Atlanta so much. I don't know why, but it feels like such a warm hug. I'm always mm-hmm. wanting to watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And when they're not on, I'm just so sad. Even their worst season, I'm just like, well, I'm watching it. I don't well, you care. You do have uh, Cynthia on your screen still right now. So That's true. That's true. We have her for, oh dear. If you're listening to this, hopefully I got this out the day that the Big Brother finale is coming on. So You'll have one more day of Cynthia losing competitions until a true she's finally. Idiot savant. She might take truly, it all. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally, I text Donnie and I said, it is seriously <laughs> so disheartening to watch this show as a Cynthia fan and watch her lose just blatantly badly every single competition. Cause you're like, okay. oh, I think she can pull it off. She can pull it off. And then it's like, no, she she didn't. And I'm no. sorry, I know that this isn't your Big Brother podcast, but I just have to say, <laughs> watching, <my> her, everything. <laughs> watching her do that ice luge where she just laid straight back, <laughs> I was sobbing. I was laughing so hard because it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life that she's like, oh, I got this. I'm going to lay straight back <laughs> and take like 20 minutes. Like, oh my God, you're so bad right. at this. Like, you're so bad. So bad. Everything about that scene was too much. It was way too much. They really <laughs> like, they squeezed Todd Bridges in like, I feel, what the, I feel like what they could like, the smallest uniform they could find to give them. I feel like someone did that on purpose. 
and seeing him still take the goal, I was like, oh, touche. Okay. <laughs> was not expecting this, but all right, Todd. Because I feel like you can't take anyone seriously that has that uniform on. They all looked ridiculous, as ridiculous as they did on the that reindeer competition or whatever oh it was. But dear Lord, this is, <laughs> I'm almost sad it's over. But then again, I'm so glad because dear Lord, that's a lot of TV in mm-hmm. a week. A whole lot of TV. I do wish that we had cameras on Todrick leaving the house and opening his phone for the first time. I would like to witness that. Oh my God. That would be the absolute. I've never seen like such an unknown fall from grace before in my life. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Exposed party. Have you seen that hashtag? No, but I've been I see like when people like randomly like you know retweet or uh-huh. they'll post stuff to the stories and i'm looking i'm like oh he sucks he sucks man and then i look i'm like oh yeah he's gonna have a rude awakening on finale night dear yeah. lord mm-hmm. oh look what you've done you've created a monster right oh god <laughs> A monster that was already a monster. It's so funny. No, you like, created a monster with me. I can't get enough. Oh. I've been watching the live feeds. I'm like an addict now. <laughs> I forgot you were watching live feeds too. I'm I watched literally- the live feeds for like two hours one night. And like in a blink of an eye, I was like, it's been two hours. And I'm watching Carson talk to Todd about the best place to get sweater vests. Like, who am I? Right. What have I become? <laughs> exactly. At least like... I feel like maybe regular Big Brother live feeds are better because at least like we don't know anything about these people. So they're like, we're finding out like all new terrible things about them at once. And they're like, right. they're a lot more ruthless than like Todrick and Misha. They they basically just like lied on Shannon. They're like, you know, oh my God, we're geniuses. But like these people are like coming for throats at like every single angle. So it's all, those live feeds are always fun because I they're feel like CBS... Shit. Exactly. CBS tries to tell a different story than like what we see on the live feeds. And it's like, oh, no, 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 don't <laughs> don't do that. We we saw what happened. <laughs> did the Peacemaker season wrap up nicely for you or did it kind of leave you wanting more? Like every question that you had going into the finale, did it pretty much hit it for you or you kind of thinking like I need a little more explanation about some stuff? I feel like they hit what they needed to hit for this season but I definitely want there to be has it been picked up for another season have they announced it yes oh Uh good yeah like I'm excited for where it can go I feel like we can go in so many different directions I felt like everything was pretty wrapped up I didn't feel like there were any like lingering questions Mm -hmm. I have a random question for you now that I'm just thinking about it so okay. I am the type of person I just like believe everything that I see. So I saw something <laughs> about John Cena doing like just total improv at the end that like one where he was just like naming celebrities. Do you mm-hmm. know if that's true that he really did like improv that? It is. So that is true. And uh, James Gunn actually talked about because he says he really usually never leaves in actors improvs when he does shows. But like even he, I think even like John Cena, it was only like 2% of his improv that like made it into the show. But he yeah. still said that's like way more than any other actor just because John Cena is so funny. And like him, like naming off all those names, like they had to do like so many times because they were like literally cracking up hearing him name all of these people that like could have been his dad going to jail instead. <laughs> so yes, 
Good question. Yes. <laughs> I thought you could ask me like something obscure about like the comic books. I was like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've never, I've never that, read a piece I'm not of that comic. intellectual about it. I'm like, <laughs> is that real? That just right. makes me like John Cena even more. And you're right. It's so funny right? that he is that funny because it's like, I guess that's why he's so good in these shows. Cause he was good in that movie, um, cock blockers too. He was really funny. Yes. And it's like, I guess he never gets to flex Ooh. that muscle because he's so serious in real life right you know what movie i love so random but there's a uh, a hulu movie that him and uh yvonne orgy and who i was someone you know it's a couple like him and someone and then yvonne and someone i think it's called vacation friends okay. maybe is the name of it that is really funny he's really funny in that like they're just the most like I feel like he's at his best when the director just let him do whatever the hell he wants. And that's what a lot of that movie feels like. Yeah. And he had a partner that was just like as ridiculous as him. So I'm going to find, I'm going to double check the name of that movie and I'm going to send it to you because okay. you need to watch that. Yeah. Well, as John Cena's number one fan, I've got some homework to do. I got to watch there you his go. catalog tonight. There you go. <laughs> um, was it, I always ask because one thing that uh, me and Kaya from the Bravo World Black podcast one thing that she that I don't really even I feel like notice anymore when I watch like action or superhero movies, but she always talks about the level of gore and oh, stuff. Guess. And she's like, she's someone that like hates it. She's like, oh my god, mm -hmm. it's, it's too much. I have to like mentally prepare myself and stuff. Are you the same way? Like, is it I'm usually too way. much? Yeah. Really? I can't. Because you don't like horror movies and stuff like that, do you? I I I have to be in the mood, and I don't like slasher films like i don't like okay, the yeah. gory horror i can usually do like psychological thrillers if i'm like prepped for it mm -hmm. um, but yeah all the gore i can't do and that's actually like i liked suicide squad but during both movies there are those like certain fight scenes that i was like oh like if only this scene wasn't in there and my husband's like the best scene of the movie if only this <laughs> action scene wasn't the, in there the final battle yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was but, wondering because like you know that last episode had that huge fight scene in the uh -huh. like the cow field or whatever and it was even for me i was like this is like holy shit this is a lot of gore like this yeah. is like slashing head like he like threw someone and then like slashed their head off mid like in air yeah, an axe ridiculous. in the skull too much yeah too much. <laughs> so was that your when that scene came up is that what you said like to uh that's dr when ball it's like, time to, way yeah, too that's, much that's when it's time to scroll instagram and like tell me who <laughs> right <laughs> I always wonder that because I feel like I don't I've I've built up like a tolerance I guess I don't uh -huh. notice it as much anymore but so when I do notice it that's probably yeah. pretty bad like that's, that's a lot of gore. <laughs> yeah that's how my husband is too because he watches he's he watches horror the way I watch reality tv like he'll watch like three oh. we have a we have like a shutter subscription like an app that has okay. all the horror like he watches like three to four horror movies a week and so he is totally oh. desensitized to the point where sometimes he's like all right like you're in the mood for horror let's do like a three out of ten in the like <laughs> and by the end I'm like sobbing and I'm like this is a three and he's like I guess I've been watching right. a lot of them so maybe I'm not the best gauge <laughs> right I forgot that uh was it malignant that you had a big reaction to oh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I have not recovered, Kendrick. I have not recovered. And that movie was gory, too. It was not only the little gremlin popping out of the head like Professor Quirrell in Voldemort. It was also all the horror. <laughs> it was so gross. Ugh. It was a lot. Yeah. That mo- I don't know what I felt about that movie. That mo- It seemed like a soap opera sometimes, but then it like went into like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it, it was so weird. I don't know. Yeah, Tom, anyway, and, how, how, Tom <laughs> and Kicks from the Dumpster Dad podcast, they thought I was kidding. Like when I said by the end, I was sobbing hysterically. They thought I was joking or they thought I was like laughing. I was like, <laughs> I was crying so hard. I was laughing. I was like, no, no, I was like sobbing. That movie did face <laughs> me. I hated it. <laughs> I actually think there's photographic evidence for that. In- <laughs> there sure is. That yeah. I've never shared it. I've never shared it. By the way, <laughs> thank just you, so- Kendrick. Yeah, that's how you know we're true, true friends that I've shared that yes. because I think that's the ugliest picture that's ever been taken of me. <laughs> My husband was like, "I gotta snap a picture real quick." I know you hate me in the moment, but this is a collectible. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> The last thing I want to touch on, there was that random kind of, uh, well, you know, for DC fans, it was like kind of a big payoff because it kind of confirms that Peacemaker is in the same universe as the Justice League. But we got four out of the six Justice League members there. We didn't get uh, Cyborg and we didn't get Batman. That's what we have. And so we got four of them. Did Have you seen either of the Justice League movies, like Snyder Cut or the regular one? No, okay, don't watch the regular one. Okay. It's trash. But also, if you're going to watch the Snyder Cut, which is like cinema perfection, it is four hours long, just oh, so you know. So, not. absolutely not, Kendrick. <laughs> you know my affliction with the attention span. Absolutely not. No, no. I know. I'm literally like, I, I can barely, like, a mini series is probably my limit nowadays. I can't do like a show that has like, seven seasons 28 episodes every se- i'm mm-hmm. like no no i can't do that give me a good like give me a good like mayor of east town and like i'm there like a good mm-hmm. euphoria with eight episodes i'm <laughs> there like that's my jam i can't do the oh it's a lot but i do i love that movie so i'll sit through those four hours when i have the time like that's a good like while i'm working from home put it on in the background movie. yeah that makes sense it's half yeah. the work day is gone Exactly. <laughs> I was just curious about that because I didn't know like if that was if if when they popped up on screen, did you have a reaction at all? You were just like, who the hell are these people? Or I mean, I knew that they were other superheroes. And then okay. Dr. Ball did explain to me like what the big deal was. That's an example mm-hmm. of like that I would have been like, oh, other superheroes came and he's mad that they were late and he had to fight by himself. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> right. well, it's a little bit more than that. It means that they're in the same universe, which means right. together. And I'm like, oh yeah, I would have been like, oh darn. Yeah, I'd be pissed too if I didn't have backup. <laughs> right. Someone's waiting for you to explain it to them. They find out online like, oh shit, the Justice League was in this movie. <laughs> I do love though that of the four characters that popped up, only two of them were the actual actors. The other two were just like, you know, shadows in the night, like stunt doubles. So I I can appreciate them not having the budget to hire everyone. Yeah, not to go dark for a second, but you were the one that told me that that Ezra guy, when you came on my live, you're the one that told me about Uh his shady stuff. And I guess that literally doesn't matter because he's like a superhero in the Justice League now. So people, like, I feel like, 
stuff like scandal almost doesn't matter. It feels like there's like the half of society that thinks that like everyone is too overly sensitive and you know, oh, cancel mm-hmm. culture and this and that. But then there's the other half, like me, I'm like, is no one ever held accountable anymore? Like I can think of so many examples where people just like, oh, he punched her. That's okay. And it's like, no, it's it's not. That's that's not okay. Like he had a full-fledged like I don't know if I don't even remember if it was a shoving match and punched or what it was, but it was a whole thing that like was circulating the internet for a while and people were just like, oh well. Mm-hmm. Like Warner yeah. Warner Brother thought nothing else about it. So on to the next thing. Give exactly. Paying millions. Cool, cool. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. It's sorry just, to just, sorry to bring us there, but <laughs> I just like I saw him and I was like, oh my God. Cause I just like I had never known. And then I saw uh-huh. him and I was like, oh, so I guess like nobody cares cool. exactly not only has he gotten a cameo in the peacemaker season finale his own movie comes out this year by the way so <laughs> just so we know that that's been in the making for a while and no one cares so and what's even worse is i might go see it i don't know <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i mean no judgment here it's not your fault. you didn't cast him kendrick so exactly i'm always like god i i've had such like internal battles like when something happens with the a superhero mm-hmm. person because I'm like that's literally when I go to the movies is to see everything else I'm like oh I can yeah. wait I'll watch it I love movies but I'll watch it on Netflix or you know rent it on voodoo or something but superhero movies I always go like the first night I go to IMAX like I treat myself and I go to these yeah. movies but now I'm like oh do I want to do I want to give him IMAX money like I don't want to do <clears throat> IMAX is almost like a card note at this point like I don't know if I want to like support him with that kind of money I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah dear lord Chelsea thank you for coming to talk to me about Peacemaker I hope I did okay this I feel like anytime I don't talk about Bravo I'm like I don't really know what I'm talking about, but thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was part. See, you're you're getting out there now. Now you have your own nostalgia podcast, so you're just like you're weaving your way through history, baby. You're doing it. You're I'm loving it. <laughs> I love it. So tell the people where they can find you. All of the things, Instagram, the podcast. Tell them everywhere. The Patreon. Plug it all. All right. Well, you know, I love a shameless plug. So you can follow me (laughs) at Ono Chels, C-H-E-L-S. I did a sensible, just mid-month rebrand on a whim was like, (laughs) you know what? I'm talking about more than Bravo on my page. So here we go. Uh Um, You can follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ono Chels. I am still covering exclusively Bravo over there on the main show with my sister-in-law. And then Bonus episodes are kind of all over the place. I've been covering Summer House, but that's going to be moving over to the main show. And then I've got to have you and Donnie on maybe to talk Big Brother. Because I I haven't talked Big Brother over there yet. And I have many thoughts as somebody new to the game with also questions because I don't know what I'm talking about. And then, (laughs) of course, you can listen to me and Donnie on I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast by The Dip. Um, we are right now covering 90s and 2000s movies, and it's been really fun. We've had a lot of really fun guests. Kendrick was on, and that was yes. such a good episode. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go over there and listen to his episode. It was a good one. And we have some fun guests coming up. Oh my God, Donnie. <laughs> it's Donnie's birthday month next month, starting in <laughs> March. So it will be Donnie Appreciation Month, and he has chosen <laughs> favorite four movies, so it's going to be just chaos over there as he terrorizes us all for an entire month. So, <laughs> the thought of Donnie's four favorite movies—that I feel like that's going to be like 
can't miss content because Donnie has a lot of favorite things. So I'm excited to see of all of those favorite things, what four make the list? That's going to be well, pretty exciting. Well, it's been like a rotating list. It's been like a daily update <laughs> of like, okay, wait, I think I've adjusted the list. And I'm like, Donnie, you know, I've seen none of these movies. So whatever you right. end up with, I'll be fine with. <laughs> right. Just let me know May 1st what to watch and I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that makes me, I do want to ask you before you leave though. So now that you've sat through I won't say a full Big Brother season, but it's been, you know, it's been an abridged version of the game. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to come back in the summertime and watch a full Big Brother season? Yes, I'm going <gasps> to commit. I'm going to commit because Ooh. I felt like the Celebrity Big Brother was like a good introduction because I was learning along with the house guests what the game mm -hmm. was. Like I, by the mm -hmm. end, was like, I feel like the house guests and me are on the same page. Like Lamar <laughs> just figured out he was being filmed. Like we're all learning together. And now I feel like I'm ready for like the real thing because I think I'm ready for the slop and for the Zingbot. Oh God. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> boy. Oh boy. It's a lot. It's worth it. Though. There are some seasons I've had to tap out on, but they've gotten much better at casting now. So mm -hmm. thank God. I mean, they, for a while there, they were, bad yeah. at yeah. casting but they've gotten better so you know give credit where credit's due so we'll that's good to know though i'm glad you'll be you'll be sticking around it i'll have someone to text with uh big brother as, as if we don't have enough people already between us <laughs> and donnie yeah. the hamlets like everyone's watching big brother i feel so mm -hmm. that'll be good stuff oh my god thank you for coming on thank you for having me this was so much fun Oh my gosh. And you know, you guys, you know where you can find me. I'm on available on, well, if you're listening to this, you found me, but <laughs> I'm on all major platforms. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, www.buymeacoffee.com slash reality comics two, the number two, because I said my name was too damn long. So <laughs> check me out over there. Check me out on Instagram at reality comics two, T-O-O. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. -O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Okay, close your eyes and imagine. Well, unless you're driving. Yes, imagine you bought a scratch ticket from the Iowa Lottery. Or someone gave you one. Yes, right. And you scratch, and you've won! Won big! Yes, in fact, there are 13 holiday games with big cash prizes. And if you don't win, play it again! You can still win up to $100,000 in the VIP club. But you have to enter and see rules and complete details at IALottery.com slash VIP. Yes. Thank you. Woohoo! Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready! Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.